Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Part two of your Ben Jaronsky show is brought to you by the Chicago Reader and the Chicago Federation of Labor. Benny J, take it away. Every Wednesday, the legendary Monroe Anderson joins us. Legendary because he's been around a long time. He's worked for every news outlet in the city. He was press secretary to Eugene Sawyer. And he is unafraid to tell it like it is when it comes to one Donald John Trump Monroe. We're going to get to uh, Donnie Trump. Got a lot of Trump talk, uh, uh, stuff to talk, but... I just want to solicit your opinion. For the first hour, we've been talking local budgets. Uh, Lori Lightfoot won, uh, got her budget approved in the Finance Committee. I don't know if you saw that. And it uh, looks like she'll probably sail to uh, through the city council as well. But uh, some of the uh, aldermen who have the old aldermen, like Ed Burke, your good friend Ed Burke. Uh, oh, he's and- male, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, he's not. Not only is he not in jail, he's giving advice. Monroe, he's giving advice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, what, what's his advice? Don't go to jail. <laughs> uh, Ed Burke, Mr. Property Tax Lawyer himself, uh, giving advice. To, and I don't know why anybody's soliciting his advice, but anyway, he's giving advice. Uh, and I say it's a sign of weakness in the mayor and a sign of inefficiency in the mayor and a sign of her inability to have decent working relationships that she'll probably only get, I don't know what, 29 yes votes out of 50 or 30 yes votes out of 50 or 28, who knows, as opposed to 47 or 48. So in your humble opinion, yes, are we a healthier city if we have 48 stooges willing to run off a cliff for a mayor? Or are we a healthier city if we have something resembling dissent and democracy? Your thoughts, Monroe Anderson. Well, for, let's see, about 45 years, I've been searching for democracy in Chicago. We had it briefly uh, during the Harold Washington years and briefly during the Sawyer years, but that was it. And so I'm not surprised we don't have it now again uh, because we don't have a boss. Daly was a boss. And, um, Tom was a boss. Wanted to let the train get by. Yeah, and there we go. So we don't have it now. I, I, I suspect that Lori wouldn't mind being a boss, but she has a couple of strikes against her. What are those strikes? Uh, that she is a she, and that she's black, and so they don't fall in line as, as quickly. Well, that's a valid point because all of a sudden, that's an interesting point. 
because I, I I did spend a lot of time making fun of the uh, the aldermen who are just vigilant uh, guardians of the taxpayers. All of a sudden, from the northwest and the southwest, they, including by the way, I didn't mention this. Uh, Michael Madigan's alderman in the thirteenth ward, Marty Quinn, voted no, and that in itself was a surprise because Jeff, this is an indication. There's a messages in the tea leaves here, folks. In the old days, Michael Madigan's alderman of the 13th Ward pretty much did whatever the, the mayor wanted uh, right. him to do uh, uh, because the mayors would let Michael Madigan do whatever he wanted to do down in Springfield. That was the working relationship that they have. And the fact that uh, Marty Quinn, the alderman of the 13th Ward, uh, voted no on Lori Lightfoot's budget is sort of an indication that maybe from Madigan's point of view, Monroe, those days are over. Uh, and uh, maybe he thinks that Lori Lightfoot hasn't been as vigilant as she might be in uh, supporting him. So that was uh, something interesting. I hadn't thought about that, Monroe, the fact that now they're free to stand up to the mayor on tax issues uh, because the mayor is a black woman. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. But she still got her votes, Monroe. She still got her votes. Yeah, she's she she she's still the mayor. So she just made she's not a boss. And um there are those who already are trying to figure out how they will defeat her in in uh, two and a half years or so. But right yeah. now she's the boss. Well, she got her budget passed and uh and it's an so, impossible situation she's in with this budget. I mean, she, you know, she came in way in the hole, and um, thanks to the, the 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 pandemic, the hole has gotten much deeper. And un, unlike um, the Fed, the Feds, the president, she can't just write uh, 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 some more money, print some more money to get out of this hole. So she's got to make difficult choices. Very difficult. No, I have to make that. uh, I have to concede that point. As critical as I may be at times with Lori Lightfoot, uh, Mayor Rahm never faced anything remotely as difficult and trying as this pandemic. Right. and enough, and and even Mayor Daly, uh, who dealt well, he, no, even Harold Washington, who dealt with the recession of the early '80s, right. And your mayor, uh, Mayor Sawyer, had to deal with the recession of the early '90s. Even they, or the uh, actually, your guy was out by '89. Even they didn't have to deal with anything as, as if your guy was out in '89. Forget right. negatory. Forget I said that. I just remember he didn't make it to the '90s. I voted for him, Monroe. I just want you to know that. Okay, I voted for your guy. Okay, good, good, good. Well, he was running against Daly. What do you expect me to do? Uh, but uh, uh, so you know, you got to take that into consideration. All right, let's move on to Donald Trump. Donald John Trump. Uh, so many issues to discuss uh, when it comes to Mr. Trump. Uh, and I suppose the the one that's on your mind, uh, because I woke up this morning, I had like five emails from Monroe that he sent me all these solicitation appeals. I've been getting them too, Monroe. All these solicitation appeals, how, email how solicitations. What's that? <laughs> I know that you're not a no man, so okay. uh, <laughs> Well, I just want you to know, Monroe, uh 
Today, I doubled the amount that I gave him yesterday, okay? okay. <laughs> Which is 10, 10 times more than I gave him last week, okay? No wonder he, he was able to um, file a recount in, in, in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to my uh, doubling the amount. $3 million it's going to cost him. Uh, yeah, wow. What a waste of money. Um, and uh, but and, and sometimes I get these appeals that, like, they're chiding me. I don't know if you get these. Like, they'll go, uh, Ben, this is the fifth letter we've written. <laughs> Fifth letter. We've not gotten any money. Come on now, Donald's in trouble. <laughs> Stop writing me letters, then. We've no money, you know. <laughs> See, and, my, and 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 my tell me that um, I'm one of his most valued supporters, <laughs> and whatever I contribute, they will match it one thousand times over. No. Okay, just so you know, that's not what I, I discussed this already. I yeah. that is a great point. I saw that. They're not saying they'll match it one thousand. It's it's typical Donald Trump ambiguity. You know what I mean? It's like if he were to match it at the they go, uh, to increase your impact by a thousand percent. What does that even mean? You know, to increase your impact. They they're hoping some, you know, like MAGA dummy goes, Oh wow. Actually, so anyway. And you know, of course, I'm sure you've discussed this, that the money is not going to, for, to, to get it, to, to check out the cheating and all that. Most of it will be going to pay off his campaign debts. Now, that's a question that people ask me, and I don't know the intricacies of campaign law, and I should take a deeper dive on this. Uh, if he raises money from suckers and saps uh, right. under the guise of uh, paying defense fund, does that right. mean he's limited to using it for defense funds? Or if it's going to his, the, the Trump campaign I, fund, can he I, use it for anything? I, I think he's, he's obligated, if, if I recall what I read, he's obligated to use 15% of it. For the defense fund, one five percent. Oh my God! That means eighty five percent. Even I can right. do the math. Eighty five percent he could just spend on anything, right? Um, exactly. But campaign related, right? Right. Wow. Exactly. And so, a, uh, you know, and and that's why they're doing it. This this is why he hasn't conceded yet, because he's using this as a fundraiser. Um, the theory is that he's using it um, to pay off some campaign debts mm -hmm. because, and, and I, I know you're going to be surprised by, by this, because remember when he ran in 2015, 16, he said he was so rich, he didn't need money. From anybody. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's going to pay for his own campaign. Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. Well, somewhere along the line, um, that didn't happen. And I wonder why. So it, it, anyway, he's, um, he's in debt. The campaign's in debt. And so he's going to use a lot of that money for for to depending on how much he raises to pay off his campaign debts. Uh, but there, but if there is an overflow, 
if the suckers really kick in right and there's an overflow, then it's going to help him um, launch his own media company. Oh, I, I doubt there'll be that much of it. Listen, he's got bigger. Before we get to the media company, which is um, uh, something I would love to talk to you about uh, to rival Fox. Before we get to there, uh, I really he has so many uh challenges facing him that's a, that's a euphemism yeah. on so many fronts so oh, many lawsuits so it's like before he launches his media first of all donald trump you know this as well as anybody monroe is not known for putting his own money in any venture his right. secret to his success and i give him credit for this he's always managed to convince some sucker and some sap to kick in money to something that he will benefit from and right. it's going on right now with this defense fund it's how he funded trump tower in chicago that he didn't pay any money for trump tower in chicago you know that he got deutsche bank oh, and other oh, oh, let me let me let me um give burke a call and check on that and see if you're right <laughs> Ed Burke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Taking advice on property taxes from Donald Trump's property tax lawyer. Come on, Chicago. God damn. What a weird city we are. We consider him somebody we would turn to for advice. Wow. Um, I, I, I feel this is the issue. I'm going to check in with some lawyers in on this one, uh, it, this money that he collects for his defense fund, uh, regards, uh, to uh, challenging the election. Uh, can he turn around and use that for his defense fund? Let's say on his income tax case or, uh, the, uh, the, the case that E. Jean Carroll has filed regarding, uh, his right, allegations. I'm not sure that he can. Yes, I or he'll try, you know, I mean, he'll try to do it. And let's see if someone that's the other thing Donald Trump does. Well, I'm going to do it and see if he can stop me. Right. Uh, right. So, yeah, I'm I'm um, uh, I'm not sure certain that uh, this is going to go for a media company. We'll get to the media company, but just your thoughts in general, Monroe, on how Donald Trump's legal challenge uh, are prevailing. Oh, they, they, <laughs> that's the, uh, he, he, he makes the Chicago Bears look like um, they're Super Bowl guys. <laughs> like, like, in comparison, I mean, he's, he, he hasn't won anything. Yeah. I mean, the only lawsuit he, he won, won in Pennsylvania, that's where they challenged um, the poll watches being able to be closer and so he won and they and the poll watchers were able to go from 10 feet away to six feet away or something like that but that's the extent of his wins although of course he's he's claiming more wins than that because he lies <laughs> every day how about the how about his lawyers uh in uh, in michigan this is fascinating the uh the, uh his supporters in the wayne county um uh clerk's office uh, i can't remember the body the exact body but uh the Republicans on the body were saying uh, they were proposing to throw out <laughs> all the votes from Detroit. You know, right. like, oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> you know? No, no, they wouldn't even they throw them out. They wouldn't certify them. They wouldn't certify them. That's yeah. what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Two yeah. Democrats 
and two Republicans. Yes, they wouldn't and certify. Says well, we're not. This is um, Donald Trump said they're cheating and stealing or what have you. So we're not going to certify these votes. Although they're where they're from the the good citizens, the good black citizens of Detroit, who voted against Trump, and yeah. so many of them that it would have shifted the, the win in the state. Yeah. That by the way, dental. Uh, one of the uh, fundraising appeals I get for the defense fund and for the, the race in Georgia comes from Herschel Walker. I'm really curious what he thinks about this uh, strategy in Detroit. Uh, Detroit doesn't get, uh, let me see, we don't certify the votes in Detroit, but we'll certify the votes from the all white suburbs outside of Detroit. Yeah. Somehow or other, those votes are more pure. Follow me on this one, Monroe. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Now, I am reminded of the, uh, the mayor of uh, Detroit, God, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on his name now. He's he's uh, he was the mayor of Detroit back in the seventies. Coleman Young. Yeah, Coleman Young. Coleman Young. Uh, they were trying to get gun control in, mm-hmm. in Detroit, and Coleman used to walk around with a pistol on his hip. <laughs> the mayor. And Coleman had this press conference, and they were trying to get gun control. And Coleman Young says. Why should I disarm the good citizens of Detroit when they are surrounded by hostile suburbs? He said that? Yes. <laughs> what a mayor. Coleman. We could use a little Coleman Young in the city of Chicago right now. <laughs> what a character Coleman Young was. Uh, All right. But that's just, uh, yeah, I, that you talk about a, a desperate uh, heave. Well, listen, the Republicans made it clear. Uh, that they were that they are racist. Yes, <laughs> they gotta go and be racist. You know, yeah. you know how we talked. We talked about how white people kept disappointing me over the past forty years or so. Yes. Well, will you stop and think that fifty-eight percent of white Americans voted for Trump? Yeah. A man who was impeached. Uh, who is a liar, a, a, a liar, a cheat, um, in Putin's hip pocket, and they chose him because it, it makes no sense whatsoever, yeah. except for the R word. Uh, by the way, we had a, a conversation uh, with uh, Jason Lee, who is a political strategist, uh, a young political strategist uh, in Chicago. And uh, he uh, he had some very interesting observations about uh, black men and pollsters. And uh, his theory, Monroe, and I'll run it by, get your thoughts on this. Uh, his theory is that, uh, by and large, uh, when black men tell pollsters that they're going to vote for Donald Trump, yeah, that's an indication that they're probably not going to vote at all. That uh, that his guess is that explains why the polls, like polls of black men, uh, show a much higher support for Trump than actual vote counts. Well, do. what about the exit polls? That well, exit polls a poll. A poll's a yeah, poll. But they, they, the exit poll, they've, oh. they've voted already. Yeah. So well, I, I haven't seen exit polls. Yeah. Well, exit polls generally are, are uh, not as high. In other words, the actual exit poll uh, is never not usually as high as a pre-poll. 
a pre-vote yeah. poll, if you forget what I'm saying, which yeah. is uh, his point. It falls. like So, like, the, the 18% is generally in a poll poll as opposed to an exit poll, uh, which I thought was an interesting theory. Uh, but that, in other words, that it's just a sign of alienation. They're not going to vote anyway. Right. Right. I, uh, I, th- I thought that was good. All right. So you don't believe that uh, Donald Trump um, will be successful in these legal challenges. Uh, and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, see, when you talked about legal challenges, I thought you were talking about the the post-presidency legal challenges. I didn't realize you were talking about <laughs> the challenges now. I don't think he's going to be successful in those challenges either. Exactly. Uh which is why he's fighting so hard on these challenges. Right. Well, you know, you didn't read my Facebook. I, I, I went through all the trouble. Of, oh, uh, I thought I didn't know you did it. Hold on. Let's go yeah. to the Facebook. I did not know because you said you might not do it. No, right. hold on. Let me look. Let me look. Uh, here we go. Uh, he went through the trouble. Of the, here we go. What? I'm sorry. I love Monroe's Facebook uh, post. Here we go. Why is lame duck Trump MIA? Why are Republicans falling for the great grifters fake didn't lose scam? Why is Trump trying to sabotage President-elect Biden's administration before he is even sworn in? Will the Democrats win in Georgia and take over the Senate? Why did the liar-in-chief fire Christopher Krebs for telling truth? Monroe, you, the last thing you said before we stopped our pre-show was like, I don't have anything to write you got a ton of stuff to write well, uh ben and i will discuss it with you it fired you up uh my so let's answer yoda. i have to talk to my personal yoda I feel yeah. <laughs> that's what i am i'm monroe's yoda um uh, i really want to talk georgia with you but uh, why did the liar chief fire christopher krebs for telling the truth talk about that a little bit christopher krebs got fired go ahead Okay, Christopher Krebs is in, in, in charge, or was in charge, of protecting us from um, enemies on the Internet, national security. Mm-hmm. And when I say the Internet, I, I don't mean just um, the voting part of it, but from Russia and China and everybody hacking us. I mean, he was the man who was in charge of all that. He, he, he had come from Microsoft to do this. Mm-hmm. And if you'll recall, uh, about 10 days ago or so, he said that um, basically um, patted himself on the back and said, I did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the, um, the safest, uh, most secure election in American history. And now he's saying this at the same time that Trump is already lying about how it, uh, the Democrats have stolen stuff this way and that way. And that's the only reason he lost the election or was losing the election at the time. And so he, he and um, Kreb kept insisting yeah. that the election is legit. And so Trump fired him by tweet a couple of days ago, um, charging that he was wrong, Kreb was wrong, and that the uh, the election had been stolen by the, the, the Democrats. And so Kreb didn't know what he was doing. He'd done a lousy job, and, and goodbye, Kreb. Yeah. To which uh, the 
the Republicans are not happy about that. Because the problem with, with Trump's approach right now by claiming that the votes are no good is that there were Republicans who got elected. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that that's where it all falls apart, because unfortunately, unfortunately, the Republicans have got elected. Unfortunately. There's one other way it falls apart, too. You know, it's with Trump's logic. Mm-hmm. If the Dems stole the election from Trump. Yeah. Why didn't they follow through on it and steal the election for the Senate as yeah. well? You know, they say, okay, well, we're going to get Trump regardless, but we'll let Mitch stay in office. Yeah. <laughs> well, he'll keep us from doing anything. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I it, it it's, it's so obviously uh, made up. Now, here you go. Why are Republicans falling for the great grifters fake didn't lose scam? That's a question you ask, so you answer it. They're falling for it. Because they're trapped in an alternate universe, mm-hmm. the, the, the Fox universe, where it's alternate facts. And so what they see and what they hear, of course it was stolen. He said, he, he said, he said six months ago that they were rigging, that if he lost, they rigged the election. And lo and behold, he lost, so therefore it was rigged. Yeah, they're not ready to break from Trump. No. They're not. Lindsey Graham is, in fact, doubling down. Lindsey Graham, a senator from South Carolina, is, is, is well, just all in. This, which takes us to Georgia right All now. right. Lindsey. The, 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 the Democrats, if the, the Democrats get the two senators up for uh, election, mm-hmm. there, they win that. Then the Republicans, yeah, there will be... Uh, 50 Democratic senators and 50 Republican senators. Mm-hmm. Vice President Harris will be the the deciding vote. So, so Mitch will no longer be the um, leader of the Senate, and therefore they they won't be able to stack the courts anymore because the Dems will be in control. And um, so this is very important to the Republicans. It's important to us too. And I and I I I wouldn't bet the family jewels on this, but I I really believe that um, the Democrats are going to take it. Both seats. Both seats. Both. Oh, it's going to go in pairs whichever way. Either the two Republicans are going to get it, or the two Democrats. Now, why uh, why do you think the Dems are going to win it? Okay, a couple of reasons. First of all, the Republican candidates are crappy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) yeah. Scientific terms. And Purdue, uh, while he was um, was um, uh, um, opposing. He says, well, saying that the the um, pandemic, the virus, was uh, a hoax, basically. Mm-hmm. He was taking that position. Mm-hmm. He went out and 
and um, invested a lot of money in the stock market, sh- shorting stocks and, 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 um, and exploiting stocks that would make him money mm-hmm. with the epidemic, pandemic. And he, he, he's very rich. Uh, the, the woman, I forget her name, the blonde. Anyway, Kelly. Kelly, yeah, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Kelly is very, she, in fact, uh, she's supposedly the richest um, senator in the Senate. Has more money. And so they, they're used to having, they have a typical rich white American attitude where it's, the world is my oyster. And they don't have a ground game. The Democrats, under the brilliant leadership of Stacey Abrams, have been developing um, voters, the vote. They've added 800,000 votes to the, to the rolls in Georgia. And um, she used the analogy, which I thought was great, that um, b- before in registering votes, it was like giving somebody uh, the keys to the car, but um, not teaching them how to drive. Mm-hmm. But they've registered these voters and they've taught them how to drive. And they're driving them to the polls. And um, they, they have an incredible ground game, not only in Atlanta and its surrounding suburbs, but also in a number of the um, black rural areas. And then they have, you know, Asians and Hispanics and I, I think they're going to pull it off. Like, well, I, I, I'm on the ticket, so a lot of the Trump nuts aren't going to show up. Well, that I, that explains uh, the last statement you made. Trump's not on the ticket. Uh, also explains why Republicans are backing Donald Trump because it's pretty obvious if uh, that if you can stir up MAGA, uh, right. You know, with this notion that the the election is fraudulent, uh, right. it may pay off in Georgia. So I, my guess is uh, that's what Lindsey Graham is all about, and uh, Mitch McConnell is all about. And a little surprising to see who's. Uh, I shouldn't be surprised. Let me take that back. But also lending your name to that is Susan Collins, the uh, recently elected, uh, reelected uh, senator from Maine. Monroe, yeah. I'm getting e- emails from her too. You know, that's very important to keep uh, our Republican majority. Uh, we got to win both elections in Georgia. She's lending her name and whatever credibility uh, she has uh, to this cause as well. Yeah, so it's, because she. You know, like Trump with with the impeachment, who was supposed to learn his lesson as a result of that, according to her, she hasn't learned her lesson. You know, she she won her. She, uh, she was supposed to go down, and she won. I, I don't understand how that happened, but she won, and so now she's a she's not even going to pretend to be an independent Republican anymore. Well, let's talk about why that happened. That's a perfect transition to uh, the next uh, bigger topic I have on the paper to talk to you about. We talk, I've been had so many guests about this, Monroe, the split, the divide uh, in the in the Democratic Party uh, between uh, the Bernie crowd, 
now represented by AOC uh, and the moderates or uh, Connor Lamb is generally the person, the congressman from uh, Pennsylvania, who's sort of the symbol of this. Uh, your old friend uh, Clarence Page wrote about this in the Tribune today. Uh, the, the rallying cry from moderates is the reason why the Susan Collins of the world were victorious is that the left is so easy to demonize and the left has driven away and alienated uh, middle America. I'm just repeating the arguments uh, that uh, Clarence Page and, and other moderates have been making. Uh, has The left is so alienated um, middle America with their rhetoric about defunding the police that Republicans can capitalize on it and ultimately Republicans will capitalize it, uh, capitalize on that in Georgia by demonizing um, the left. What's your thoughts about this? Um, Clarence gets things a little off off the mark um, from time to time. <laughs> the Democrats are not yelling defund the police. There is a small group of protesters. Um, Biden has said he wouldn't defund the police. I mean, almost any and every Democrat who has has been in office and is running has 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 denounced that um, term. Um, Clyburn said that he thinks that he says that um, it's been his experience over these years that headlines can kill you. Not what you say or do. Mm-hmm. It's when back in the civil rights days, um, burn baby burn. That headline destroyed the movement along um, with the defund the police. You don't have a lot of um, Democratic AOC. Yes, of course, you know, but but she's not the leader of the Democratic Party. She is a small wing. But what has happened was the uh, when when it was said at the okay first of all if you listen to the Republicans there were the cities were looted and burned to the ground it, 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 it was like Sherman going through through the South according to their interpretation of it so um, and. While they were looting and burning all these cities to the ground, they were they were yelling um, defund the police, mm. and so boo boo to um, the moderate Americans. Yeah, well, but whether a majority of Democratic elected officials uh, are supporting defund the police movements or not. The reality is that Republicans have very successfully exploited that notion. All right, so it seems. I'm still trying to pick apart. They also exploited that Democrats are socialists. Yeah. And they exploited that uh, Barack Obama was a Muslim. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, they, they lie. And they lie often. And they repeat the lie and repeat the lie to where a certain part of the population comes to believe it. Yeah. Well, I think maybe more, uh, I would like to see an experiment where Democrats actually stood for something very substantive that would really understand. Like when Bernie ran, I know you're going to make fun of me because I love Bernie so much. Yeah, I like like Bernie enough. Yeah. (laughs) I like him enough. (laughs) 
but he was very specific and concrete in what he stood for. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately he was rejected by the democratic voters in the primaries. I understand that, but he was very specific and concrete. And he didn't back away from it. I think people, a lot of people respected that. And yeah. so I, I would like to see Democrats more forceful about what they believe in and not so worried. They're doing it. You, you, yeah. you, you, it hasn't sunk into you yet, but it's, 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 it's the virus. Trump mishandled the virus. We're in a great depression. Uh, we have a quarter of a million Americans dead. And uh, Biden is on it. I mean, he's having he he's he's acting like he's the president, and Trump is acting like he's running for the office for the yes. and he has nothing to do with it. But that's gonna be that's gonna be what will make the difference, and it's uh, gonna, gonna shift a lot of things because Biden just stays on it. That's what the Democrats keep talking about. The, uh, the COVID-19. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. We'll close with a little dissension on the Republican side. It's not just dissension on the, on the Democratic side. Yeah. Uh, and, and this alludes to the point you were making about Donald Trump's media company. Uh, the rank and file of the Republican Party, the hardcore uh, right. MAGA hat wearers, are disenchanted right. with Fox. Right. Uh, they've been disenchanted with Fox for a while. They don't like Chris Wallace. Uh, and they're particularly upset with Fox uh, for calling Arizona on election right. night for Joey Biden. It turned out Arizona did go for Joey B. Right. So they got right. the right call. But right. the, uh, MAGA is really angry at them. They, yeah, they, they want him to, they, they want Fox to call Michigan. <laughs> yeah. And Wisconsin, right. For Trump. They wanted him called for Trump. Yeah, that was part of the strategy. Fox would call all these states for Trump early, and that would somehow or other give them a justification for stop stopping to count the vote, <laughs> which yeah. is really weird because this would they, of course, completely contradicted themselves when Fox called Arizona for uh uh, Biden, it didn't. They didn't suddenly say, "Oh well, st stop counting the vote." They wanted the vote counted. So, uh, I'm leading to this media company from Trump. I do not believe that Donald Trump has a wherewithal to finance such a media company, but I do believe uh, that he'd be more than willing uh, to lend his name to such an effort. And other people would put up the money, and that's uh, and they they're going to seek to exploit this uh, MAGA's disenchantment with uh, Fox. Your thoughts? My my thoughts is that um, Trump, for the first time in his life, when he was president, was somebody. Before then, he's just a a, a, a carnival uh, huckster, you know, stand, standing out the outside the tent, t telling you what great things were inside. As president, he had real power, and he was somebody, and. So he wants to remain somebody. The last thing he wants to do is become in insignificant again. And so by owning his own media company, of course, he, he will be somebody and he'll have power. He will remain with power. The problem is that, as you and I both know, he is a totally incompetent businessman. <laughs> and so he can get his media company and a year from now, a year from from J January, 
it'll be out of business because it was mismanaged. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that would follow a pattern in Donald Trump's business career. Or it could be still in business and it'll just be managing it from Sing Sing uh, or wherever yeah, Sally's yeah. at. Right. Uh, right. Uh, all right, Monroe, uh, good talking to you as always. Uh, Stace, oh, I didn't ask you about Rudy and his 20 grand. Here you go. This is the question of the day. Uh, the New York Times ran a story that said uh, multiple sources say that Rudy Giuliani uh, asked that he be paid $20,000 a day to represent right. Donald Trump on his lawsuits. Rudy D- Giuliani responded to that accusation by saying it's not true and that if they say it, they're liars. Liar, liar, liar. So who do you believe, the unnamed multiple sources or Rudy Giuliani? Go. Um, I don't believe the star of the new Borag <laughs> who got caught straightening his shirt up okay, <laughs> laid out on the bed with a, a, a blonde in there pretending she was interested in him. Yeah, that's kind of where I stand on that one too. <laughs> hey, Rudy's shaking down that campaign for 20 grand. There's not going to be a whole lot of money for Donald Trump's criminal defense right, uh, right. fund uh, if Rudy is uh, sucking it all up. And Rudy may have one of his own. Maybe that's why he's trying to, <laughs> he, may, he may need a little something, something for his own criminal defense. <laughs> In fact, there's going to be a whole lot of people going to uh, although, Too bad we didn't get to talk about this because this is a really interesting talking about developments. Um, there are those who think that Biden should li- let sleeping dogs lie, not pursue Trump or the Trump acolytes and all the criminal things they've done. And then there are others who say lock them up. <laughs> and so um, we'll see how that shakes we'll up. We'll definitely see how that shakes up. But just as a preliminary uh, question, yes. at this moment in time, yes. on which side of that divide do you stand? Lock them up or let them go? Um, I think Biden is wise not to lock them up or push that himself because he's trying to unite the country. And that, that would be a, a no-starter if he did that. On the other hand, yeah. there's always New York. <laughs> and Biden does not control the state of New York. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, you keep up with the one hand this, one hand that, you're going to run out of hands after a while. <laughs> all right, Monroe, stay safe and sound. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Oh, okay. All right. Take care now. All right, very good. I want to thank Monroe Anderson. Excellent job, as always. Dear friend of mine, Monroe Anderson, every Wednesday, the Ben Jarowski Show. And, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of Alton, Illinois, without whom the show ain't possible. And as Monroe and Mike Girardi will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. D. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. I'm a Trump crap. I'm a Trump crap. I'm a Trump crap. I'm a Trump crap. Trump crap. That's right.